Hello, hello to all of my beautiful listeners out there. Thank you for tuning in to episode one of the Introspective Perspective podcast entitled Dirty Laundry. You know, every episode I'm going to release, I'm going to give you guys a well-rounded synopsis of what the conversation really is about. That way you can keep uh, an open mind and open heart in the perspective that's being spoken on. You know, I had a hard time initially trying to figure out what kind of podcast I really wanted to go with. You know, how would I approach uh, different perspectives of uh, many walks of life, uh, many experiences of life, etc. All the all the good things. You know, it's challenging to hone in and centralize to one uh, topic at hand. Luckily, I have one of my good friends, Gio. He uh, just said, you know, we should uh, just talk about things that are happening right now in society. Just kind of a good segue to kind of a, a good punch, you know? So we decided to talk about, well, like the episode says, dirty laundry. Things that is happening right now in our Canadian society that really isn't spoken on. You know, and if it is, we're always spoken, uh, well, actually, we're outspoken. And we get ridiculed or we're seen as too right-wing or we're seen as, you know, we're not being safe, whatever it might be. In any case, I had a discussion with Geo about dirty laundry and about society. I mean, we do get a little bit, a little bit political, you know, a little bit uh, intense with our convictions. But for the most part, it is showing the perspective of how we see things and how things are truly at face value and no one really wants to discuss it. So, I mean, sit back, you know, have some coffee, smoke a joint, relax, be comfortable and listen into our perspectives on how, well, we see our society as dirty laundry. Welcome again to the Introspective Perspective Podcast. With me, of course, Aaron Cruz. Uh, and I hope you guys tuned in to my pilot episode, uh, obviously previous to this one. Uh, but I would say this would be uh, the very first episode. And it's uh, quite interesting because uh, today I'm uh, joined by my friend Gio, longtime friend. What up, what up? <laughs> Yo, thanks for having me, AC. Yeah, man, you know, I mean, it's uh, almost fitting that you are the one to uh, do the first episode with me. Yeah, break the ice, you know. I, uh, I, I, I'm really keen about good conversations with good people. And uh, uh, when you mentioned the introspective perspective to me, I thought it was a great idea. And shout out to all the Cerebros out there. That, <laughs> that nation, you guys are going to figure yourselves out as we trailblaze through this, uh, this idea of... Um, you know, merging ideas between people and and uniting the clans. That's essentially what we're trying to do here, and we're trying to just have a meeting of minds and collaboration, and and just have a conversation where people are not just hearing, but they're listening, they're no, understanding, absolutely. and they're and, and it's not it's not a matter of you know uh, uh, scratching the surface, but delving in a little bit. You know, and that's and that's actually well fitting for the uh, the topic of discussion that we've uh, decided to do. Because I, you know, I wish the the audio world had some sort of visual. I mean, I guess I could show you a picture later on of what we actually did, just to get the most accurate and most precise and like perfect quality sound to be able to do this. And uh, it's quite a uh, picture where we are. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're definitely <laughs> redefining uh, trailblazing and. Uh, you know, uh, you could say we're uh, we're gonna rebrand the pod, the Thai pod challenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, we are sitting in my uh, in my laundry room. I got a laundry closet to isolate all this sound, and it sounds beautiful. We hope, uh, and uh, yeah, exactly. We do hope. Uh, and then that's our topic. You know, we're in the laundry room, so we might as well start talking about the the ideas and the the perspective of yourself, Gio. And when we when we see what dirty laundry. <laughs> yeah, you know what. Uh, you could say that we're gonna uh, uh, open up the closet and air out air out some dirty laundry, you know, because everybody, Lord knows that this world is full of it, <clears throat> literally and figuratively, and we're just trying to, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, maybe air out some grievances if you want to put it that way, but at the same time, actually putting some weight behind them, you know, they gotta hold water, and uh, and uh, I think it's on most people's minds. That's the only reason why we'd be sharing them as of late. Um, if we, if we were looking into some kind of research of how as to how we got here maybe you would have to look at uh, the past which would be a, be a whole different idea but as far as today is concerned it's january 21st 2021 we went through 2020 um it was a hell of a year a hell of a roller coaster ride and uh you know i think everyone feels a little bit uh claustrophobic with their with their day-to-day -day operations right I mean, we're we've almost yes, exactly. We're we, we've been created into these uh, isolated pods of, uh, uh, I guess, uh, sort your of, bubble. Yeah, a bubble you know, of social distancing, you know, and and, uh, and people that you got to keep in contact with has to be all documented and logged and very strict and very dystopian and. I think it's a bit over over much, you know. It's it's overkill, and they wanna. You hear every day. You if you look at the news, which I don't. You look at the news, and they'd say, "Oh, so and so says stricter rules," and they just wanna try and rule people's, like I said, day to day operations. You know, they wanna make people uh, obey to their very uh, step, literally, um, as to basically where you can and can't go. If you go to any store, as of the last twelve months, they literally tell you where to stand, where to step. And I find it quite funny. I don't know if anyone else has noticed this. Maybe you have AC. I think I may be the first time telling you this. But uh, <clears throat> what's with six? The number six. You know, it's like six feet to stand away. Uh, uh, you know, it's um, it, you see it. It's always in threes and sixes. Uh, what was the other one there? It was. Uh, Which one? Uh, you know, like there's distancing. There's social distancing. There's uh, when you're at, oh, when, do you remember? There's, there's when you're in the grocery store. There's the three rules. Oh, you can just go on the government website and you can see how what are the rules, man? Like what what are the what are the health orders? What are the mandates? What are the, what are the things that are controlling? Uh, Obviously, that varies uh, from location to location, whether it's from provinces or whether it's states. But long story short, they they say it's based on science, but it sounds more like science fiction to me because there's there's no science behind it. For example. If you've got to have social distancing, why wear the masks? If you wear the masks, why the social distancing? If uh, if the isolation works or if the vaccine works, then why have any of them at all? Why have the lockdowns? If the lockdowns work, then why have the masks? Right? Yeah, and uh, and and it's every single one has been futile. So it's like they're as 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 if they're gaslighting the people because they're making them question the reality that they live in. You know, like 15 days to flatten the curve was exactly a year ago it sounds insane to even suggest this because they're talking about build back better built a new normal it's like what does that even mean a new normal you know no yeah no absolutely so like these new restrictions and stuff within your own you know i guess your own perspective it's causing what frustrations you see within the uh yep. society what, what kind of, for myself right like when i see 
the changes. You know, I, I'm not, and I'm not saying any, anything to do with with the health order, with anything to do with health. This is just how the social dynamics of how uh, this has to be said. Yeah. You know, no one's really talking about it, and it's becoming some sort of social normativity where we have to follow a construct where we uh, we develop fear within ourselves, developing uh, insecurities, de- developing anxieties, yeah. Yeah. developing things that like we don't well really want to go out. I'll, like it's you know, honestly, like when we I, I had a friend, I was talking to a friend. Uh, uh, later today, uh, and she, you know, had the just you know wants to be safe, and I'm not saying that's nothing wrong with being safe. Of course, right. be be safe, right. absolutely, right? You're gonna take. I knew the precautions when I left the house this morning of what I was getting myself involved into, and I started my 4,500 pound piece of metal machinery. Okay, usually when people do things, when they go into uh, you know life, they realize the precau- They take the they measure the risk factor. Okay, and they 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 do an analysis of the cost, right, or the benefit. So, is this worth it for me to go out and and see you and hang out with you in this in this laundry closet or drive a vehicle or do anything, right? Obviously, everything has to be gauged based on your understanding of the circumstance and making the best decision for oneself, like anybody would. But the thing is. When you've been when you've been duped or you've been lied to, or if there's a fraud, like for example, the numbers, the numbers just don't lie. Yes, the cases might be going up and this and that, but we're just talking about something like how the the flu, and, I, and they'll say, well, Geo, it's more than the flu, you know. And I get it, you're right, it is more than the flu, but at the same time, the recovery rates just don't lie. We've now had a year's worth, just about after next month, of recorded data, and it's not as morbid as people think. There's actually a mortality rate that we can record year over from 2010, and let's say from every ten, the last 10 years before that, it's quite a level at parity, the numbers. So that's important to consider when you've given up sovereignty of your home and your bubble back to these people. Now I get it, is there a social con- uh, uh, conscious effort to this? First of all, if you ask me, we're asking the wrong people to be being moral here, okay? This is the same society that believes in abortion, that believes in euthanasia, that believes in, you know, uh, uh, if they want to do contact tracing, why don't we start contact tracing pedophiles and sex offenders and these types of people or criminals, you know, ones that things that are actual worth our uh, discrimination against. Whereas now it's you're discriminated against if you're not wearing a mask. The discrimination exists if you're an anti-vaxxer or if you question the narrative that's been proposed upon us. And so I think it's counterintuitive to our human nature. We typically are skeptical of things, you know. We want to trust them, but we have to verify as the uh, American campaign slogan goes. Well, I mean, okay, so we there is obviously a lot of negative aspects that's going on with how we run our social uh, dynamics and how we see things now, how we, we've entered this new, like you said before, this new normal. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there is negative. So, like, w- turn to a positive side. So, what can we do then? Right, what can we do without, uh, you know, having uh, intense violence? You know, we've, we've, we've seen the states, for example, you know, well, like the, well, the very, very opposite ended. Very, you know, one party was going against another, having violence and vice versa. And, and it's just like... It's uh, funny you should say that because when you when you look at the states, for example, and you look at violence, actual, uh, uh, you know, uh, conflict of, of, you know, uh, physical con- conflict, a fight, a, a murder, an, an injury, an incident, or whatever you want to call it. Um, Antifa 
and Black Lives Matter, this these two spooky organizations that we've kind of had cultural amnesia about as if we're going to forget all their iniquities and what they've done in the past just to give you a framework of, of, of an idea of how much damage they inflicted upon the American cities cities like you know uh, Kenosha or or Minneapolis or you know in Seattle or Portland or wherever in, in the on the west coast uh, pretty much all of California or wherever New York these types of really Democrat-run, left-leaning, uh, uh, radical left, um, you know, whatever uh, adjective you want to insert, you know, the modernists, same place, Chicago is a notorious place for it, but basically all these places, and in, in Canada, if you're thinking, of, you could compare it to Toronto or Vancouver, you know, obviously now Calgary, they're, they're, they're left-leaning with their mayor, Nancy, and with their former government, premier government. The new government there in Alberta is uh, centrist, you know, kind of like where we have a federal government with, uh, with uh, O'Toole, Aaron O'Toole, who's the conservative uh, uh, opposition, obviously federal opposition leader. This guy's not a conservative. He's not, you know, right He's a cuckservative. He's he's a he's a sham. He's a sellout. He's a shill, just like they all are. So a guy like Trump was truly not a Republican in the sense of the nature of the party, because all you have to do is just watch how every Republican uh, uh, political um, junk. Uh, I, I call them the ghouls, but basically they're just people who've made a career out of politics. Yeah, and see, okay. making a career out of Boy. politics is a terrible thing. The only people that you could ever trust to do that job is somebody who doesn't need the financial incentive or the vested interest. That's why it's failed. And that's why I don't believe in this idea of democracy in, in per se as to what we've kind of been in the regime as far as you and I have been living. You know what I mean? Whether it's in the West, like uh, Canada or France or England or uh, US, all these commonwealth countries that are running on a democracy, but it's a two-tier system or a two party system by bipartisanship you know the left supports the right and they're both two wings of the same bird no absolutely that outlaw the one there's no solution and through that means and so a guy like trump is a nationalist right this guy believes in america first whereas every republican or democrat has to obviously have this identity of politics yeah and of course when you look at the pol the, the politi which is like the the you know discussion or the discourse the only discourse that you get nowadays is what big tech allows you to have as discourse and so that's we're i'm not trying to point any you know uh targets on on our landlords here but i'm just saying that when you go online and they can ban you for things like you know the president obviously or the former president trump obviously was taken off of twitter and uh and uh, you know, I mean, if they if they don't like some of the things that okay, we say, oh, they could take us oh, off. You know, like yeah, that's yeah. not that's not genuine conversation. That's not genuine discourse. That's just whatever the narrative of whoever's in control. And it just so happens that those in control are all left leaning. Yeah, I know absolutely. But well, hold on here, man. We have an audience here. I want you guys to know that we sit in Canada, and uh, essentially, I, again, I can't speak for Geo. Uh, for myself, I am very much nonpartisan. Meaning, like, I I'm nonpartisan either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't believe in the political system being a solution in terms of the left and the right. You know? Oh yeah, no, no, no. But but again, like to, to be able to sit uh, to say, oh, I have more agreements to one over the other. You know, it defeats the purpose. The whole purpose here is to bring up a conversation that uh, is essentially like we said before in the beginning, a topic of hand. 
the dirty laundry, understanding what is happening right now, living through the the chaos that we are in, living through uh, what is uh, uh, causing us new uh, so, you know, societal norms that we have to follow. Otherwise, we are essentially socially castrated because of uh, because of these rules about not following. Yeah. Well, you know, how about like, this? Let's let's, let's like, add some dirty laundry just to give our our viewers an idea. Aaron, if you had to put yourself on the political spectrum. Where would you put yourself? Honestly, I guess it, man. I would be nonpartisan. Why? Because I, I don't but have... But if, if you had to be on that spectrum, obviously you have to land somewhere. Like, so for example, some people would say that, oh, socially I am liberal, but uh, fiscally I'm conservative, you know, in terms of like their their ideology or their ideologues, you know? Like, yeah, what, and I guess... You know, so like, yeah, yeah, what, you know, and most people, so, you know, I, I would say I'm right of center. Which isn't if I had to put myself on the spectrum on the spectrum again. Right? Like, so most people would say, "Geo, you're far right. You're as far right as it gets because you know you're, what you're saying here is so hardcore, uh, or or basically non PC, right? As long as it's not polite company, you're of course uh, extremist. Where it's like, well, hold on a second here. This isn't even that extreme, quite frankly. Uh, you know, all we're demanding is some basic rights, and the thing is, is something like a right. Here's here's my question to you, and I've asked you this before, and you 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 should you should know the answer by now. Where do your rights come from? Like who gives me the rights? Yeah, what what, what well, like what, what? Again, I'm nonpartisan. You know, I do whatever. But where do you want? Where do your rights come from? <laughs> Were you right? Is your right a birthright? Were you? Is it because I'm born Canadian or? Well, I mean, what's like, what what gives you your rights? Well, if you want to get the concept of how uh, you know social contracts, man. Like the fact that the we, social construct gives you rights. Hold on, let me explain, right? So as we keep moving on through society, it keeps growing. Mm -hmm. There's more people who combine, combine. We've created mm -hmm. the documents, policy document where the world agrees, as into like world peace, as in like the UNCRC, as these uh these implemented documentation that will give us the rights that we all, you know, technically, you know, if you want to get down to like the the fact of our how human nature is, yep. right? Rights, we can do whatever we want. Yep. A murderer can kill whoever, but I'm saying as a social construct, mm -hmm. all right. How what gives us rights is that we all agree upon socially. Okay. So if you're thinking that what's happening now within society is completely detrimental or a change of society, mm -hmm. that's just because we, you know, we we chose we we as people have chosen to do so. So it's a consensus, but, of course. And like anything, of course, that's the only way it can fall. How, how money uh, can be. Uh, used or accepted within everybody else. Everybody yeah. has to agree. For example, like Bitcoin. Bitcoin has high value. Why? Because, well, everybody agrees upon that this has a has a high use case of storage of value and it'll keep growing. That's why it's there. Why is you know little little things like that? So right? so, so you're saying so you're saying that it's your government. It's your it's your it's your no 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 no. no. I didn't say the government. I said collectively, as a human population living here, I guess in Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, okay. right? Okay. We have we have created laws and regulations for ourselves. So to, each individual, each us. individual creates his own set of rights. Well, in the, within the given rights of the actual government, well, the well, the social contract we've made with the government because they are the converting representative of who we are. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. because we've allowed those workers and those people in that you know organization itself to be okay. saying, okay, you have to handle how this all gonna uh, function. How well, you know, every bare bones. Well, 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 you know, it's funny you should say that. You cited things like the United Nations, which is a globalist, um, you know. Uh, organization NGO and uh, basically in a nutshell I would suggest if you ask me that same question of where do my rights come from I wouldn't say the United Nations uh, no, I wouldn't no. say I wouldn't even say Again, I wouldn't even like, say the, I wouldn't even say the government you know what I would say I wouldn't even say it's an individual I didn't inherit these dude, based on on I would say you, I, they I, are my God-given rights 
my rights are given to me from the divine by providence okay and people that uh, see again, I'm, I'm glad I, i'm glad it took us I, a few minutes to mention the g word <clears throat> god okay we, we, okay people don't want to talk about okay. that but if we, you look at the foundation of where we've had we, hold on, we're, hold on, people want to cherry pick these ideas away from okay, the on. religious attribution of where they came from let me explain something to the audience real quick man you know, you're very very passionate okay before you know everybody listening out there this is like been like 18 minutes of like strict like we're just through a bunch of information of uh of topics at hand that can you know it's it, so some people can be triggering some people can I be love little, how it comes you know, to a screeching halt you, you know, know? no it's not that i'm not letting a screeching halt. i'm just saying like i want the audience to have Gio, you have to give a kind of an introduction of wh- where you stand who okay. you are because okay. that way so so people for, can for, see where you your perspective sure, is coming sure, from because sure. again simply, simply put simply put, intense, right? simply put i'm a catholic okay. i'm a good catholic boy which what does that mean joe biden is a catholic nancy pelosi is a catholic okay como is a catholic trudeau uh, is a catholic for heaven's sake well at least these people have at least one point in their career life have claimed that i i personally don't think that they're catholic based on what they've all stood for their record shows and counts as what kind of people they are and those are not the kind of people that you call a uh, catholic they're at least not in good standing never mind let alone excommunicated and i hate to say that because i mean majority of canadians i don't know how it is in america i know a lot of there's a lot of evangelical or protestants but they're still identified as christians but i hate to bring it to you guys that um it's a it's a it's a small group of people that are actually going to hold f- steadfast to the truths that are of where are the word patriotism is is patriarchy. Okay, people don't like that word nowadays. And and patriotism is honoring my thy mother and father. It's the fourth commandment. It's a very simple principle that you just kind of look back at your g- previous generations your father and your father's father kind of idea if you want to go back further you're getting really extra nowadays most people don't know who they are or where they're from and so i think it's a the social the dirty air the airing of our dirty laundry is also part and parcel an identity crisis you see i'm a guy who knows exactly who i am i have an affirmative identity and most people are stuck or transposed between two identities or maybe more you know and like and i think it starts really young it starts at at you know in the womb when people think that that is not really a human person or a life and so obviously my catholic perspective would say that abortion is wrong right killing a baby in the womb is wrong you know like I, these ideas of life versus a culture of death you know i'll tell you something about me i'm a business guy I've been in a family business my whole life, one way or the other, whether it's through my family or through my extended family. And, you know, we at one point I was involved in a convenience store and I, I always tell this to my friends and family that people will always pay a premium for convenience. I saw it for 11 years. And the convenience of getting rid of an inconvenient baby is still, let's call it what it is, the snuffing out of a life. You know, or an elderly, your, your, your grandparents or whatever. You, even yourself if you feel like you're a burden upon others you can it's for it's part of your right in canada to go and euthanize yourself or to snuff out your baby and i just think that that's not a right obviously in our lifetime we've seen those rights granted upon us so what was it more of a right then than it is now that makes it that much more uh, assertive of you know so th- this idea of rights is a slippery slope 
And people have taken the left. Have, we've been giving them an inch, and now they've taken a mile. You know? And uh, I just think that you're going to see... And the reason why I have to bring the political side of things, and sorry about people that are left-leaning or liberal or whatever they identify as, I would say I'm sorry, but we have to mention these entities like the left by name because they're the ones that are in possession of authority over governments and, and, and policy and funding. So, you know, Wait, okay. that's why I'm bringing it up. Okay, okay you asked me uh, like where I stand. Okay, like we, you, you're kind of like right center is what you say in, in this whole uh, in this sure. game of uh, of, uh, of political nature, right? Political and again, spectrum. Yeah, again, I'm going to let you know that I am completely nonpartisan. I mean that I don't really play sure. into uh, the politics. I, the politics of it all. I enjoy being part of it. I, I, I just reading it and seeing it because I love. Uh, uh, social constructs and dynamics of society. You know, I, I just have a passion to understanding right. uh, the collective, and, th and that's and that's for just for me, right? And so where I sit, as long I always will lean toward uh, the truth, and yes. where wherever the truth may lie, and and, and yes. the, thing, the thing is, oh, the truth here is like obviously uh, you know, children are important. Yes. You know, I, I, but again, I, I stand on the, the side. sanctity of life. And okay, and breaking that up is you know, a very sensitive topic. So, people, you know, listeners out there, but, but it's important to me too. Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. I well, got a baby right now. My wife is doing oh, two months. Oh, That's I talk to my baby every night. You know, and, no, uh, and and the thing is, like, I I would sit too, where like if I have a. If I, you know, if I had a, a girl got pregnant, what would I do? Would I, would I fight for, uh, to, uh, you know, to lose, you know, have, have abortion, you know? But in the end, for me, I will give the option always to. We always have free will. Yeah, we and always but have free I, I'll will. give it. I'll give it to the woman. You know what? I'm not the one carrying it. And there's always, the there's always a right, and there's always a wrong. We always sugarcoat things nowadays, and you know what? I think that it's just. Don't get me wrong. You know, there's obviously tragic incidences in life, and obviously my my empathy and sympathy and my compassion towards these people of suffering of any nature is wrong you know they'll say this there's there's this really i saw the argentina story of recent of how they legalized abortion and there was girls literally in a in a psychotic trance you know this looked like uh tomorrow or never, never whatever land and burning bush and the man in the, the desert like some kind of music festival or some kind of me me mega rave and uh honestly it just looked like 40,000 psycho crazy you know uh fembots i don't know what to tell you um and and some of them had these neon coat hangers as like their symbol they're, they're all wearing green um and and it's funny because for me personally, whoa, whoa, from okay. a, whoa, hold on, hold on. Let, let me see the, this the, coat, the coat, the coat, the coat hanger, the coat hanger. It's always the argument. Like these, as if there's like people like laying in the streets, like dying with coat hangers hanging from in between their brows. Okay, but that was like, their symbol. They're like what they're like. The symbolism is is. But is it was it there? Were they actually carrying? I want to see a photo. Can you? Can yes, you, it is. Can you go I, please I, on your phone? I can right show it to you right this second, but it's not important. Yes, it is. I want. I want. Hey man, audience, while while he's looking this up, you understand? Like we're not. We're not. We're just giving here uh, a space for again airing a dirty laundry of how we see what's going on within society within We're how we see you things know, and, 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 and again the visions of uh, uh, from Gio you know he's a I'm a, I'm a, Christian, I'm a Catholic yeah. I, 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 you know I, I believe in uh, natural law right natural law is very important to me because it's very uh, governed by the very nature of the of the planet of the universe and of how it was designed and it's 
it's not so much about the creation as much as it is the creator for me you know i i, I do take life in a right, very philosophical enough. abstract and um all, the dimension is beyond us because think about it when you dream at night what dimension is that do any of you guys dream at night do you remember your dreams okay because i do and that's a trip okay speaking of trips we uh, we definitely enjoy we've you know we've experienced in my own personal life use of uh, uh, psychoactive ingredients to you know induce and and the thing is is that's also an influence because a lot of people don't get to experience or see that side of themselves um, it's a bit of a reflection and if you look at I haven't done anything crazy or hard obviously you can go and buy it nowadays but in a nutshell you know um, there's things that are revealed to one whether it's through the spirits like we've had a glass of wine tonight you know. Um, that's yeah. a great, that's a, it's a great feeling because it's, it's warming, it's warmth of the spirit of the, that's why they call them spirits in some, you know, contexts, yeah. but you know, Terence McKenna had it best in the food of the gods. There's something divine about what we've kind of been placed here to experience. And it's like, what's, what's our purpose in life? You know, the purpose of life is a life of purpose is a great Eastern philosophy. And you know, like if I asked you right now, Aaron, what, what's your purpose? What's like, you know, I mean, what's your purpose? What's simply my family? What's your mission man. statement? My <laughs> there you go. All right. You know, I, I would say uh, off the cuff. You know, nothing on. This isn't on the record, but oh, right, okay. Well, like uh, no, no sense. Honestly, family man. Fa I'm a family guy. You know, yeah. I'm very. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, I love uh, the idea of uh, raising a uh, home. No, 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 not necessarily a home, but like. Uh, just the future, mm. you know, just being uh, being in the presence of actually something that's that's ever growing. That's it, it doesn't stop, and then you get you get to watch it like from the beginning. So all the parents out there, all the you know, soon to be Geo over here, right? Like I'm, all the parents out there, you know, we we, we get to see uh, such beauty and such creation, such uh, something that we've uh, you know some get the lucky you know, enough to be or to enjoy it, and some people you know in the context of what we we're talking uh, earlier too, they don't get to have the the experience mm. of having that mm. idea but for myself i need to have the the idea of having family having my uh, uh essentially a legacy no uh, uh, i think that it's deeper than that you know like it's encoded into our genetics it's it's embedded in our dna that we are to possess offspring we are to bear fruit okay well you know? then if you want to if you want to have just a and, and i look at i look at so i look at something like abortion as a direct assault as an attack on it as a as a, okay. you know so i look at it as more than just a, as a right i also see it as a literal offense it's an offense to creation that we would take something beautiful like a zygote or a fetus or a infant or a baby i mean or a toddler or a, a preteen or a prepubescent or postpubescent or an adult, a young adult or an elderly. Those are all stages of life, but they're all still life. That's my, that's my thing. I love family. What you said is my mission statement too, but I would even take it a step further because my family isn't just of the visible. It's also the family of the invisible, which is the church, right? I love the church. I love being in communion with God and the saints and heaven or as much of it as i can and i you know they say in the in the lord's prayer and this is you know a disclaimer alert we're gonna say the lord's prayer here which we used to all say before uh school started but now that's banned is 
Hey, that is, is actually hold on, hold on before that. That's actually so true. I remember when, like, uh, uh, I was about grade four, grade five. We would stand up and stand we, up and we say the Lord's sing. prayer. No, no, so, say the Lord's can- 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 prayer. Yeah, and then the Lord's prayer. Yeah, and then I think even a, even a Hail Mary. Wow. The three of them, right? Because wow. I, because my elementary school, oh, bless my, you. my mine was uh, Our Lady of Fatima. I would, uh, okay, okay, in, in Scarborough, Ontario. All right, that's okay. a that's, that's a Catholic a, school. Yeah, yeah, and that's publicly a, funded. Sure. It wasn't a private school or nothing like no, that. No, no, no. Heck no, no, no. So this it is was... like the school that all the kids go to if they're in that neighborhood or oh, yeah. if they decide to go to a Catholic school for whatever reason. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So like I uh, I learned all the you know, the prayers and how to do it. I remember we, I had like, yeah. we had class where we had to uh, have the, the, um, the, uh, was it a rosary? Rosary, yeah, okay. that's the way, yeah. The rosary. Okay. And we would actually have to count and have to know the beads, which, yeah. Yeah, the beads, yeah. yeah. And how to know which pairs, yeah. which, yeah, yeah. How, yeah everything. Yeah. And we had to do if that. You're doing that, you're on the team, buddy. <laughs> but I did that as a young kid. Yeah. Right? And then I didn't really know why, but we did it. And so now, as you go on to this, you know, now here we are now, where we're, we're what, high school is, uh, 10 semesters, two weeks apart. Yeah. Elementary school is like alternating classrooms or virtual. Yeah. Just have been crazy, right? Yeah. Like that, that whole idea of, uh, I guess nationalism or, and, uh, globalism. Yeah. Well, now it's just switching, you know? Yeah. And, and that's the thing. You know, we got, we have COVID. It, 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 it triggered everything to change. Yep. Something that's very we always talk about it's a very constant thing, yep. uh, and uh, we're the only constant is change. Yeah, and now I would argue, and now we're living into uh, essentially a different paradigm shift. Something where we have to now adjust and uh, and change our perspectives on how we see the world and how it's run. And now it's more blatant as ever because of how you look at it. You know, the policies have changed. Every word. So I believe, I believe, stuff, I believe that the left has showed their hand. You know, some people would put Donald Trump on ice and, you know, I'd say he's no Boy Scout, no doubt about it. He's definitely got his dirt on him. And he's probably, I would say, in some levels, compromised himself, you know, because think about it. He was the president. You don't get there without kind of some degree or level of compromisation, you know, to get there. You've been behind closed doors, etc. And, you know, I would say that back to this idea about the only constant is change. I thought about something um, just before you said that was that. You know, I would say that the only uh, constant that has not changed is God. I know I sound preachy, but honestly, the solution to our dirty laundry or our grievances or our issues politically, you know, is it's not a a physical solution. It's got to be an abstract. It's got to be something that's spiritual. And, and only because I've seen it work firsthand in my life and in other, and you know what I mean? And I just, you, you look at even like the 12 step program, you know, for somebody who's been involved with, you know, addictions counseling, the last step is always the one that's of transcendence beyond the physical, metaphysical, spiritual, you know, every culture has some sort of spiritual teaching, you know, and the year 2020, 21 is the year of our Lord, the most dramatic effect on the planet and civilization and time this timeline okay you know what here okay I, I, for I, a reason i have a question for you man so like again you have strong convictions as a, as a catholic man certain right uh but you know people who listen to this their views are quite different so how, how do those people who have different we'll say uh different dogma practices or people who aren't at all um uh we'll say religious or even spiritual we have the people who are very spiritual like for sure. example people who are like uh and again it's, it's not it's not posing i'm saying like what about those people? How will how will they find well, uh, solace? I guess in well, this in, in this new uh, when you, when venture you, of change that we're all experiencing. 
right? Like, what what can be done? Like I said earlier, you know, well, what, what's the positive? And, and, and it's hard sure, to find positive sure. within dirty laundry itself. But like, what can we do aside from again? I, I want to stay on the topic of uh, of spirituality, saying like, how how can people, the everyday people, be able to reach that? Because for yourself, you found it well, through, uh, you know, being a you know, Christian. Yeah. You, you found it through religion, but some people are like that. So how 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 do um, how does one approach it? I would I would start with what you said earlier in that you love you're a seeker of truth. So I would say that denominational, you know, whatever it is, religion or whatever sect you belong to, they're all uh, purveyors of truth. Truth is always in everything. So subjective truth, then? No, not even subjective truth. Just simply truth itself. Because right now, remember, like right because now, some people could be living in whatever world in rural somewhere in the world, and not really know much outside of that community or whatever. Oh, and and so for them, the truths are universally, you know, that we are to be, you know, generally good to one another. That we should absolutely raise our kin and, okay, and, and okay. do the right things, you know. And the right things are obviously subjective, is what you're talking about. But what I'm saying is that truth may not be fully revealed to all people at all times, you know. So, like, obviously, as a cradle Catholic, and then obviously falling away from the truth, and then coming back to it later on in life with whatever rhyme or reason. I don't know why. Maybe divine providence. I just think that. You know, truth is something that it's like a lion. You don't have to defend it. You just set it loose. You know, my dad always tells me to never lie because then you got to remember what you said. Just don't lie. You just tell the truth. And I'm telling the truth as far as I'm concerned. I would never lie to anybody. And I'm a terrible liar anyways for any of my friends or family who know me. I can't lie because I look like an idiot doing it. I, I just, I, I feel like I'm duping a person as I'm saying whatever I'm saying. That isn't true. And uh, I'm repulsed by it. And so, obviously, I've always been a seeker of truth. And I've had to reconcile all these opinions of mine and, and my revelations of truth. So, I'm, I wouldn't say this kind of stuff if it wasn't full of conviction. And obviously, everyone's going to disagree with it or most people are going to disagree with it. Because even most good Catholics agree, don't even agree with what I say because it's such a infiltrated philosophy nowadays well, well, well it's hard to navigate because we we have a we have a social contract we all made together the global population right. to agree that this pandemic is you know it is doing damage in some kind whether it is health sector or financial economy everything is crashing y'all like that's fact you know like and it, it is it, just it, go outside and yeah. look in front of your you know and, and it's because of the change of covid so regardless of, you know again like I, I hope that the, we get over this pandemic as a social population, right? But what I mean by getting over it is not really so much the health part. Because, like, you know, humans will die, humans will live. It's natural you know, law. Yeah, it's just like life is impermanent, right? So, like, and, and it is very, very unfortunate and very, I guess you can say, some people get upset at that. It's like, okay, well, you don't really care. But I don't mind like, death. I'm not afraid of death. No, absolutely. Neither am I. So, I mean, like, so. And I think most people out there are constantly in this state of perpetual fear with cognitive dissonance caused by the media, the mainstream. I'm looking absolutely. at you. It's their fault. They've caught, and of course, it causes it causes good ratings. People are glued to the TVs because they want answers. They're scared. They're in fear. And when you're in, in a state of constant fear, you don't think with logic. There's no logos. There's no rationale. There's no reason. It's just emotion. Raw, untethered, passion-driven emotion. And that's just like every Susan or Karen at parish council or, or at student school board or whatever. These people are not really thinking logically half the time. They're just using their 
undriven emotion to just lash out and want to speak to the manager and it just it's 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 not constructive it's destructive it's okay yeah yeah and and, and i see i i see it that way but i i how i see it it's a little farther beyond that i'm saying to the people who are even like have this mentality it's like hey, you know what i'm not really believe in mask but i'll wear it you know people who are very nonpartisan, right so like how do we help the people uh, to have their ch- insights change when they in their mind they want things to go back to what's you know essentially the pre like the previously normal right had, right. Had, right so like how do we even move through uh well, and 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 get past it so that, and that's where i'm saying like again and it's so well, hard when well, it comes to your laundry it's so hard to go back to the positive things i don't even think we hit a positive yet i'm saying like no this is good you when you air out the dirty laundry it stinks it smells you get it out, and eventually it dries, and eventually you can put it back on. But for now, you gotta you gotta air these things to light. The and positive I, yeah. is airing these things to light and fair, having a con- conversation about them yeah, because I feel yeah. like we've diverged so far from the truth. We've kind of allowed these, um, you know, uh, earworms to kind of take control of the narrative, and the narrative is no longer in possession. Who's in possession of ultimate reality? You know, is it Teresa Tam? Is it is it Trudeau? Who's actually in possession of ultimate reality? Who's actually right? Is it our bishops? Is it people who like who is it our teachers, our our superintendents? Who's in charge here? Hold up, man. Who's hold making up. the rules? Oh, wait, oh, hold up, man. I get you. Okay, man. First of all, why use Teresa Tam all people? Because if you look at these chief medical officers, I know that's gonna get us flagged for saying that. But it's just—it's a title. It's a position. It's like who's—who's in—who's calling the policy? Is it the prime minister? Is it the cabinet? Who's doing it? Is it the ministers? Is it the representatives that we've elected as MPs? I get. Hold on. Who's, who, or is it Sahik Shahab in Saskatchewan telling Mo this is what you do, or whoever you know? And I'm using Teresa Tam as an example because she's the Canadian Fauci, and I'm sure that word's going to get us flagged as well because we can't even say these people by name. Without being ostracized, dude. Like, yeah. yeah. Why can't we say they're? Why can't we be critical of these representatives if they're supposed to be a democracy and all this elected Whoa. freedom, freedom, freedom? I thought it was true north, strong and free, and you know the land of the free and home of the brave. But it's like we're all in our pods, we're all in our little bubbles. And I think the good news is this, guys: go back to life, pop your, burst your bubble. Because if you're not gonna burst that bubble, if you're not going to burst that bubble, um, it's going to burst in front of you anyways. Financially, you're going to see a fiscal bubble burst and everyone's going to crash and you're going to go to crypto and all this other stuff. Don't, I'm not your financial advisor, but get ready for some financial turbulence. We've already seen that financial turbulence with a year of people not working. Now it's going to be taxis and people got to pay their taxes. Well, they don't have money. If the people don't pay taxes, then where does the government get their money? Well, the government took this money from the IMF, which is going to get us flagged. And 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 then where does that money happen? Well, Canada's going to have to surrender. And they're pro- already proposing at forums like World Economic Forum and Davos, Switzerland, which is going to get us flagged. They're going to they've already s- disclosed about great resets and stuff like that. So it's so terrible that I even have to shy away from this. But I, I'm going to spill the beans, guys. They want to sell you out. You know, uh, and for the viewers out there, I mean, this is very, very heavy. Uh, yeah, I can feel the vibe because in here you can see it. You can and I'm hear sorry. The, the intensity of this, and and being We're in a little... closet. <laughs> it's hot in here. No, but really, what it is is just like again, it's how it's being seen. How how my friend Geo here, how he's being able to see what is actually going on, 
behind it. You know, we, we have to speak the truth or our truth or whatever. You know, we can't be listening to something that's always, uh, it, it doesn't even know itself. You know, it's like, a, uh, what is it? The earth, the world, the population is almost uh, scared of itself. Or the right. whole world have a have a weird flip. We're like the other side of the world. Man, come on. And this is like me just like scrolling on Instagram, you guys. Like if you guys aren't like, seeing these things. Like, I'm, just, we're just, I'm just speaking like, this on to everyone's mind. You know what I mean? Obviously, we've all witnessed at some point oh, some absolutely. of these concepts and ideas. I'm, this isn't some foreign idea or concept that yeah, no one's that ever. It's been on Time Magazine's front page. So I'm not just spewing this from left field here. And people will say, you know, this is a bit of a conspiracy theory, but it's like an easy way to dismiss something that needs to be addressed and looked at. And there's actual people yeah, that we can actually I, address. And that's where I sit, where, where I completely agree because my, my father once said to me, and he said like, Aaron, as you grow up, uh, always question everything because mm. everybody has their own agenda. Right. Right. I have my biases. I you have know, my spin on the world. Yeah. If you ask me about what government works best, I would say Christ the King. There you go. That's my bias, which isn't a secret. If you've, if you've ever talked to any good Catholic or any good Christian, they would always tell you that the kingship of Christ would be the most elite or desirable um, system of governance because obviously we would be all held accountable okay, to... Well, again, but back to the question I had what, before all this. Is like, what, Christ. What, what, uh, what can people do? People who aren't going to follow that dogma practice. Who's not, who's not going to follow that? Well, you know? I would, I would, I would study. I would learn. I would read. I would discern. I would, I would pray or meditate, whatever you want to call it. Think about life. Go for a walk in nature. You know, we live in a really beautiful place on planet Earth. Um, and you yeah. know what? Doesn't even matter if it's a dust bowl or if it's on a cliff and over overlooking a canyon or uh, by the ocean or anywhere, anywhere, any, any speck of soil or any blade of grass or any drop of ocean or water we've been given this gift to be stewards of this planet of this earth you know and if you glory upon nature and you look at the wonder of the beauty see that's the thing is truth always reveals itself in beauty that's why our children appear to us as the ultimate reality you know, nature appears to us as ultimate reality. So when we do air out our laundry, sometimes you're out and you catch a bit of a breeze and you stop and you smell the roses and you kind of daydream for a minute and you contemplate about things of grandeur scale or nature. And, and, and it's, I think that that's kind of those little whispers of truth, the truth. Yeah, I mean, again, it's so hard to be able to even find that for people, right? When you when when there's a when everything's going on, everything's crazy. People found uh, their solace and their their truth in other ways, and now we, and, and I think here because and sure. the, the beauty about what's actually going on beyond like all the the political and the uh, and and, the, and who's leading us and how what we're following beyond all that stuff, like we we have an opportunity to get in to who we are and what we truly believe, what are our convictions, well, whatever they might be. Right? I would, yeah, I, so I, like, would, I, I would love to see the world figure itself out, you know, get grow your legs and for men to stand on, up strong and defend their families and for women to stand up strong and to proclaim their their womanhood, you know, to be to be, you know, I just feel like we've blurred the line so much for people. We've been bamboozled into this position of paralysis this fear paralysis where we don't even know if we're going to offend the next person beside us or if we're going to, you know, uh, make our kids not speak to us ever again or something crazy, you know? And it's just like, I think that if we, if we have internal resolution, 
we can find resolution or peace in the communities out there in the real world you know in our in our extended families or homes and in our workplaces you know this is basically the world that we live in it's all around us and uh, it's what we experience every day why not make it in a, in a and and for me i can only say that i don't get my peace through donald donald trump or justin trudeau or any political figure or any representative or any mp my peace is through christ you know and and i'm very blessed to even be able to say that you know, to even, I would say, to speak his holy name. Obviously, some people in the world don't even know what that is, what Jesus or Christ is. And so for me, I find that that is something that I treat very reverently. It's special. Just like how you would treat anything important, right? So I think we just can't dismiss this idea of the divine as unimportant. See, for myself, I I also believe in the divine, but I'm not, I'm not as, again, I'm very... What it is, is what I see and what I feel is what I feel and I'll always go towards the truth. Uh, uh, whether, wh whatever you want to call it, you know, God, the creator, uh, mm -hmm. the divine, mm -hmm. uh, and different religions. Uh, Zen, you know, it could be just, you know, anything, just everybody, doubt, you yeah, know, exactly. everything and nothing, right? You and could and I truly believe that, like, I truly believe is how I see it. Like, like, like every culture of people, they're right, but is just interpreted over history very, 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 very differently in all different ways. Why? Because it For matched sure. up. It matched up to the geo, uh, geographical location of where you were. And the right? political, the geopolitical, right? If you're in, uh, yeah, but we're talking about historically here. We're talking about ancient civilizations. But you know European what I mean? like, countries will be predominantly Christian simply based on what was going on. Like they were all monarchies, right? They were all. Um, the royal bloodlines, right? And that's what we still see today with England and other countries, you know? But obviously they had those traditions for a reason. Canada itself needs to, we need to recognize it. We are under the queenship of England, of the United Kingdom. And, uh, and, and those roots run strong, you know, as a, if you're, if you're from a country that's of, like my wife, we went and visited her family, native country of, uh, they're of Buddhist background and so that's very much a part of their patriarchy is this Buddhist tradition of how they have lived their day-to-day -day lives. It's very important to people and so I think we can't just drop it at the whim of whatever the culture is of the day, the norm, the social construct that we've See, made yeah. this agreement to. It's like, you know, who, who made this agreement? Did I make it? Did my dad make it? Did the boomers make it? Did the previous generation, did the future generation well, make it? And it's just like... I get it. Well, here, to answer that quickly, right? Like I said before, like what the main, what, one of the questions at the beginning of this whole, uh, this podcast episode here was, uh, what, what what is the the, the social contract? What, what what do I believe uh, give us our, our rights, right? And then just like that, where it's like it is a development of people agreeing of passing policy. Maybe people who are inside that the the government, for example, if they're all like, wicked and twisted and, and want to change up the uh, the environment, the rules, and do it in an evil way, that really sucks. And it does. I'm not saying it's an awesome thing. I'm, I'm not mm -hmm. saying they're, they're doing it or not doing it. I'm saying like if there are people in power, why is there still things going on on this planet? You know, like well, oh yeah, child uh, child trafficking is uh, and sex trafficking is fucking it, it's increasing and it's terrible. Oh, okay, well then. Why does it still exist? Like, oh yeah, it's evil people, but like, but still though, like, to be at that level in those numbers, they have in stats, you know, like, like insane yeah, yeah, numbers. Yeah. And you know, I, of tra the traffic the children, numbers is right? wild. The man. numbers are beyond. I could start listing, like, for example, the number of missing children in America is at eight hundred thousand per year. The, the number of children who die of starvation, children, not adults, die of starvation, which is a slow and painful death around the planet, is 
you know, over 3 million a year. And that's, and that's not even the ones that we record that are as a result of deficiencies nutritionally or, or health wise declining, uh, as a result of malnutrition or of a deficiency in, in nutrition. So it's, it's a terrible thing to start talking about numbers. The numbers of suicides in our local province this year, 2020 past was, uh, I think, uh, to the tune of 313, which is uh, remarkably higher than the, uh, 240 COVID deaths. You know, never mind ODs, never mind murders, homicides, um, you know, and this is something that you're never going to resolve or reconcile in society because there's always going to be a margin of criminality or of misbehavior or, you know, you, you can never fix things, but, you know, 100% of the time, but you can have a, 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 a world or a culture that we foster life we foster care we foster compassion we foster reason and logic okay well then but then back to this kind of question like of a positive nature what can we do about it besides like you know having the practice of spirituality having the practice of having convictions right what can we do as a society then to follow a new social contract to be able to well, uh, i'm a retrograde i feel like going back is the way to go because they had it figured out you know, they, but, but, but we're here. We're in the present. That old, man, that old saying. That old saying. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know. The but thing, now, but now it is broken. But yeah. now it is broken because that's the Hegelian dialectic of having something inadvertently broken. If you don't have the problem, you can't implement the solution. So they have to do the problem reaction solution, right? Which mm -hmm. is a very easy trick to do if you're in control of the narrative. Absolutely. So all I'm saying is that maybe it wasn't so bad when you and I were lads in the '90s and '80s, because back then there was still this preservation of truth. We still could go outside and drive our bikes onto our neighbor's lawn and run into the front door without even knocking, without phoning, without texting, and just look at someone in the eye and just hug them or wrestle with them or whatever. You know what I mean? Just boys being boys and girls being girls. Even for me to suggest that isn't, isn't tolerable in today's political correctness landscape. Let the boys be boys, let the girls be girls, you know? That's, that's taboo. Like, what have we come to if we can't even start being who we are in our own skin, the way God made us, you know? Well, you know what? On that positive, uh, as positive as it can get, uh, note on how uh, uh, to move through these crazy times in the eyes of Gio. Um, I hope it does give you guys out there, the listeners, thought-provoking ideas and concepts, maybe just to, to dig. And please, to dig and say, hey, you know, Gio is wrong that way. You have the an argument. You have a stance because we're out here trying to seek the truth, and that's why I've a I've a. It's a perspective. I've, absolutely, it's a perspective, absolutely. and I hope that you agree with it. And I, I I I don't think you and I vary too much there, Aaron. Most people of goodwill, as we would say in the Christian world, or or any goodwill, you know, like it doesn't matter if you're Christian oh, or not. Oh, if you're if you're a good person, you're good to me. You know, I mean, I've I've been friends. My wife wasn't even a Christian or, or a believer before. She she didn't even know what any of this stuff was. Or 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 I have friends of mine that are Hindu or are Muslim or are whatever. I mean, I work with them. I live with them. I, mm -hmm. I, 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 we play soccer and sports and we, we, I'm, I'm not trying to say I'm that guy that has X amount of black friends. I'm saying that I'm not a discriminatory person against anybody because back to referencing our Lord's prayer, it's our father. As far as the Catholic is concerned, we're all in this together. And, and it's, it's for all people of all nations, of all tongues, of all colors, there is no discrimination. There is no racism is a sin. It's not allowed in case you didn't know that. So I'm not trying to promote any kind of 
uh, ill intent or or hatred or to any individual group or person obviously not obviously i would be more than esteemed and ecstatic to be i, I mean personally i have great relationships with all my neighbors all my com my community my friends and at work uh, my customers everybody uh, i i don't even think i can count on one pinky how many enemies i have because i'm just that much of a fella to get along with and i hope that most people would realize that people of goodwill come in all forms and shapes and backgrounds and beliefs and and educational levels most people 95 99% i would say are of goodwill but of bad formation or bad direction we've been we've been duped all of us collectively and i'm just here to try and give you my take on it Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, I know. Fair enough. You know, like, uh, and that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this, trying to get the the mind going, uh, the questions to be asked, and then to be able to seek uh, uh, seek answers. Because, like you say, yeah, we're, we're we're very much the same in a lot of contexts. Because I'm about the truth. I'm about just seeing what is right and what is wrong. Because the numbers, you know, stats don't lie. You know, like, mm -hmm. I mean, again, like this, Gia will be here. We'll have a, a lot more uh, dirty laundry segments uh, in the future. Of course, we you know, can't talk too much. There's a lot, a lot of things we can uh, we can air up. But right now, this is what's happening presently. You know, in 2021, we moved a year past this thing. And people want, people want the change. People people want something again. And, and whether it's uh, reaching out yeah, into... They're thirsty. They're thirsty yeah. for the truth. They're thirsty for some resolve, some resolution to this crisis. Absolutely, yeah. To their livelihoods. They want to get some money in their bank. They want to get outside go to the lake have fun go to the game you know and they're gonna try and push these agendas on us because they're never gonna let a crisis go to waste as they've said and it's gonna turn into um uh not good it, it, the, the the laundry will not clean itself it, without some scrubbing and elbow grease and uh soap and there's a there's a metamorphosis that has to occur in, in order for us to move forward and, all right you know i think people just gotta well, roll up got, their sleeves. Yeah, well, I mean, again, roll up the sleeves and, and find the truth and find the truth for yourself. Uh, find it through spirituality. Find it through uh, research. Find it through your family. Uh, find it through you know, whatever you have uh, to bring you solace and to give your hearts full. Uh, because... In every breath, every conversation, make it worth it, you know? Make it uh, intentional. Use some intent behind your thoughts and maybe... Uh, Reflect upon each moment. Absolutely. Reflect upon each moment as, as precious as they are. Absolutely. And on that beautiful note, my listeners out there, uh, I hope uh, it was intense, it was uh, thought-provoking, and it was uh, something that will either make you feel that you're not alone or make you feel upset and angry because, well, like I said, we're just here uh, to search out the truth uh, through our own eyes and our own perspectives. 